Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast NFL Edition, a part of Content Tuesday. Today, we're giving you the bi-weekly NFL podcast with the head producer, Mr. Justin Akinda. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, brother. The NFL, it never dis- disappoints. It never does. Yeah, man. There is a lot of drama in terms of gameplay, things coming down to the wire, heroics, some controversial calls. And things of that nature. But Justin, man, the obviously biggest game of the week was Cowboys at Eagles. Yes, this was this was the main event in the middle of the day, in the middle of Sunday. The Eagles did win the game 28 to 23. The Cowboys in the first half, they're definitely ready to play. I was definitely impressed every time I see Dak Prescott actually being good. It's I don't know how to react to it. It's so it's so goddamn surprising to me. Like whenever I see this man like doing shit that I typically see Patrick Mahomes does, it just absolutely blows my mind. I'm like, oh, I don't expect this from you. But um, yeah, the Eagles. Um, so we go in the halftime. It's a 17 to um 14 lead. Third quarter, Eagles um take it right down to go up 20 um 117. The Cowboys do nothing on their first drive of the second half punt. And then um, the next Eagles possession is where I thought personally lose, lost the game. Let's see. The next, th- the next um, three dr- um, plays of that drive were um, offsides, P.I., and defensive holding. And, the Eagle- and then the Eagles offense does not do a goddamn thing the rest of the game. They score that touchdown to go up um, 28-17, and then they, dis- they fucking disappear. And then um, Cowboys' next offensive drive after um, they go to 28-7 to um, the other tight end, I forget his name. Um, he just barely gets in by literally a fucking inch. And then um, next Cowboys drive, Dak scores, and then on, on the two-point conversion, steps out right there. And if he gets that two-point conversion, that literally changes everything about the game. Like, the Eagles have to start pressing. They have to... Keep the ball. They have to make sure Cowboys can't get in the field goal ring so this shit don't go into overtime. And then um, next Cowboys drive, stalls out, fourth down. So they need a touchdown. They, that target is um, Jalen Tolbert. And I was driving back from Cleveland, so I was listening to this portion of the game on the radio. And um, the radio announcer said um, Lamb was um, one-on-one and Jake Ferguson was wide open. The two people on the team who were absolutely fucking eating all game. They don't get the ball. Wild to me. Eagles with the ball back with a mint 17. They take about 20 seconds off the clock at this point. And then the Eagles defense starts fucking themselves over. They get a couple penalties, a couple of um, PIs, a uh, roughing the passer call that um, gets the Cowboys down there. And then the Cowboys get it to the um, Eagles six-yard line. And then the next five plays to end the game are Cowboys fall start. Jalen Carter, 11-yard sack. Incomplete pass to Tolbert. Delay of game, and then Lamb is two yards short. Game over. 28-23 Eagles. Game was definitely winnable, especially how the Eagles played in the second half. They only scored once. They didn't really do anything in that in that half. And Dak, he was getting sacked too much, too many costly sacks, but I really can't blame him for the win. I think it's more of a coaching thing, just a McCarthy mentality type of thing. I just don't think this dude... I just don't think he's it as a coach. Time and time, I don't like plays A calls. I don't think he gets the team into a good rhythm offensively with his play calling. Like, I'm just 
I'm really done with McCarthy. Let the Eagles survive and credit to them. We got the um, Giants next week. 16-point favorites against Tommy DeVito at home. And the Eagles are on by, and they play um, Kansas City Monday Night Football um, week 11. So watching that game and, like, those last possessions, I feel like that's just the thing with the Mike McCarthy Cowboys is too many penalties, man. Like, that last drive, you take away those penalties, Dallas probably wins that game. I know. I know. It's just it's just an execution problem with his coach teams. And at this point, I got to blame him. Like, those players came to play that game. Like, I can't, yes. even, I can't even put it on Dak. I want to blame Dak so bad for shit because I'm so sick of his ass, but I can't even be mad at him this game. He fucking balled out. I mean, what are the stats? I mean, he was 29 for 44, 374 yards, three touchdowns. He took five fucking sacks. That's my only criticism of Dak Prescott. He took Five goddamn sucks. We gotta get the ball out. We can't zero picks. Zero picks. Yeah, no one. I'm telling you that last year was an aberration. He does not throw picks like that. That was well. I'm just saying that what he does. Well, remember the last biggest game they had. He threw three picks in a row against the 49ers. The playoff game? No, this year he threw three picks in a row when they got killed this year. That was this year. That was their last biggest game. Oh yeah, we just didn't come out to play that game. <laughs> like, we just didn't. That's what happens sometimes. But yeah, that was bad. But what's gone into Sandy Lamb? He is going nuts these past couple games. I guess, I guess Dak said, "Fuck it!" Like this guy is about to get me to the promised land. Yeah, he's been going <laughs> crazy. I'm glad. I'm glad that CD Lamb is finally asserting himself as one of the top receivers in this game. Like I always thought he could be. Yeah, and the only thing with him is he lost one fumble. This this game that's really but no he's going crazy ferguson went crazy like you said like those i didn't expect the contributions from him the seven for 91 and a touchdown and like see ferguson's good too man like that's where we let go dalton schultz we have the young young kid in the back waiting yeah because he didn't even have a touchdown ferguson tober and Um, turpin Turpin. yep turpin so it was it was a good nfc east game again you take away those penalties on the last drive they win that game i think yes. Dallas wins. So. yes and the fucking drive in the third quarter we're on defense we melt it down penalty wise melt it down if we and we haven't pinned back pretty far we get a stop there then the whole momentum in the game changes like that was that was where the momentum started to go in the eagles direction but then they gave it back we just couldn't capitalize on it yeah, and shout out. I mean, the Eagles, they go eight and one right now. A lot of people thought the Eagles would fall off a bit because they had an easier schedule last year and played and play a harder schedule this year. They're still eight and one. Yeah, and they're not as they're not really as explosive as they was no. last year. They're more of a grinded out team. Like the explosion that they do have comes from Jalen Hurst throwing bombs at AJ Brown because that dude's incredible. He's yeah, incredible. and you guys ended his streak of the one twenty five in a row. Dude, to not have 125, though. That shit, he wasn't going to keep doing that shit all he got there. Still, but, you kept him under man. 100 yards receiving, though. That's still a big, he only had, only, he had 66. He had one touchdown, but from the past couple of weeks where he was 125 minimum, that's a big deal. Yeah. We did enough to win. It was, it was coaching. The coaching was not where it needed to be. Yeah, so, um, another big, <laughs> a team I love talking about. I should have um, had you write this out. I should have had you. I should have had you do the recap. This is the these, Bills these are your favorite. 
I oh. love them. The Buffalo. <laughs> the Buffalo you Bills. Love them. Before I say anything, the when they presented the Bengals in Sunday Night Football, and I've, we've watched the Bengals for a long time, and it's just been recent where they've been getting these games. The striping of like the arena, like that overshot where it had the Bengal stripes, like the orange and the black people in the different sections. The Bengals have become a premier NFL team now. Joe Burrow has. Well, I, I, I want oh. to make I want to make that known before I even get into this recap. The Bengals are Joe Burrow. Well, because I mean, this he, team was I'm I'm gonna tell you, you right now. You wouldn't I, be I doing that without Jamar chasing them. Let's let's. True. I've been in Cincinnati for about 10 years now coming up, and I tried to get with these Bengals way back when. I was like, you know, I'm in, I'm in Cincinnati. Let me start fucking with them. And then that fucking playoff came against the Steelers where um, they were perfect and um, jerked me hell and just all imploded. I was like, I'm sick of these niggas. I'm done. And mm-hmm. now, being in Cincinnati when the Bengals are good, totally different. Absolute game changer. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I just seen that on a Sunday night was just amazing. But <laughs> Bengals Bills, obviously, this is the first time regular season they've played since the Demar Hamlin game last year, and their first time playing against each other since the playoff game in Buffalo. You know, everyone's super high on Buffalo, and they lost this game, Justin. Yeah, they did. Bengals won won this game twenty four to eighteen. It kind of reminded me a little bit of. The playoff game in um, January because the Bengals won the toss, took the ball first, and scored instantly. The Bills scored right back this game, and then the Bill and then the Bengals scored again. It was already 14-7 before the first quarter was over. So the Bills scored after their first drive, and then the Bills' next four possessions in the first half were punt, pick, punt in the half. The Bengals scored another touchdown in the second quarter, go up 21-17. And then the Bengals, um, they stopped really scoring. They stopped really um, doing things offensively. And then the Bengals, um, four drives in the second half were punt, turnover on downs, the field goal after that amazing Jermaine Pratt punch out when Dalton Kincaid tried to um, jump over to get the first down. And then Pratt just comes and literally punches the shit out. One of the craziest plays I've seen all year. And I'm there now. Bill, Bills fumble um, early in the fourth quarter to the Bengals to extend the lead to the 24-10. Bills, after that score, score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion to make the game 24-18. And there was only like three minutes left when they kicked the ball back to the Bengals. And the Bengals just um, bleed that out. Bengals scoring first, taking the ball, winning the toss, scoring first, set the tone like, yeah, we came here to do exactly what we were going to do in December. Um, no, early January when Demar Hamlin almost died, and when we went up to Buffalo, and that's what the Bengals do—they get out to a fast start against the Bills, and the Bills don't come back. They did not have, they did not have answers. They couldn't really get Stephon Diggs um, going in the game, and that's credit to the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense is. Been a good unit all year, and they don't really get credit because, you know, Joe Burrow was struggling with the injuries early in the year. But the defense is good. The um, main problem with the Bills is just this rely on too, um, Josh Allen too much. If Josh Allen can't save them, they can't win. And until they get that, until they get that figured out, they can't, you can't put them in the Super Bowl um, conversation. 
it's just not something that I'm going to do anymore. And I feel like the rest of me is probably going to start getting on board with that too. There's not a team that could consistently do anything else but rely on Josh Allen to get them wins. Like, they can't run the ball. The um, defense is decimated with injuries, so they can't really consistently get stops. So, yeah, I'm a little worried about the Bills. Bills host Denver next week on Monday Night Football. We'll see. That should be a bounce-back spot with them, but you never know which Denver you're going to get, the absolute trash Denver or the competitive Denver. So who knows about that? And um, the Bengals host the Texans this week at home after C.J. Stroud's comeback and playing one of the best um, rookie games of uh, all time at QB. Yeah, I would also say with the Bengals' defense, I mean, they've been good this mostly this whole Gerald Burrow Super Bowl window run. It's just they don't have any high-named people on that defense. They don't have an Aaron Donald. They don't have a T.J. Watt. They don't have any of those names, but they've been good. I mean, obviously, I mean, they've beaten Patrick Mahomes multiple times with that defense and have come – they've been to Super, Super Bowl and AFC Championship game. It's just they don't have any big-name people on the defense. So, with the Bills, too, and I, we said this at the beginning of this season, how the AFC is so tight that you can't lose these type of games. And losing and losing that game, the Bengals took the Bills spot in the wild card if the playoffs started today. And now yeah, they have the tiebreaker. Yeah, all four um, AFC North teams are in the playoffs. The um, Ravens are leading the division, and the Browns, Steelers, Bengals are the three wild card spots if the um, playoffs start today. Yeah, I mean you can't lose those games if you're the Bills and. Everyone always is like, oh, you know, with their offense and Josh Allen and this and that. But it's like, to what end? Ever since that um, AFC Championship game where he didn't get the ball in overtime, everyone's been like, it's going to be the Bills window, Bills window, Bills window. The Burrows come through, so automatically knocks him off. I mean, maybe I'm saying this prematurely too early, but after seeing his performance last year in the playoffs, we cannot sleep on Jacksonville anymore. They are quietly, quietly winning games right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about them, but the main problem with the – all right, so the other good teams in the NFL, like the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the Bengals sometimes, the 49ers, I still consider them one of the good teams in the NFL. They have a counterpunch when you're stopping their main thing. Yep. Like they, for the Eagles, for example, you know, they were – Jalen Hurts ran the ball a lot. They were more of a bigger play offense now. Now, you know they run they they run the ball more to the running backs more. Mm-hmm. They're more their big plays are hitting AJ Brown on deep balls. The Chiefs with their high power offense doesn't isn't um, really working right now. They have a defense they can lean on. Yes, the Bills don't have that. Shit, even the Bengals, even the Bengals when um well Burrow's um Burrow's good now, so he's carrying them again, but. Their defense, their defense can win them games if they have to, too. They, these teams just have counter punches that the Bills just simply don't have. And it's probably a coach issue, like Sean McDermott, like Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, like they just don't have answers for when Josh Allen can't put the cape on and put the team on his back. Uh, and then my thing is, we've already said it. I'm not going to restate it, but we've already said it. They won't have any more answers because his cap hits are coming. Yeah, he's getting um. Paid soon. Paid, paid. Yeah, so. yeah they got to get it together because, I mean, you don't 
we're getting to that Thanksgiving time where football really, really, especially the NFL gets really serious. So Bills got to get together, man. You got to get together if they want to get to where they want to get to, and that's the Super Bowl. But you also brought up the Chiefs. The Chiefs played the Dolphins and just the Chiefs, I mean, they won 21-14. But again, like you just said, Patrick Mahomes and them, they weren't just winning offensively. That was not the case. Their defense did a lot of the work. And like you said, the good teams find other ways to win. The Chiefs only had two two offensive touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. Kelsey and do shit. Mahomes was meh. And the game was never in doubt. I never there was never a point in the game where I thought the Dolphins were about to win this game. Mm-hmm. And it's been a theme with the Dolphins. Um, where where's that damn note that I put up in here? Yeah, and um, all their they're one in three in games um where they don't score twenty one points, one in three, and the only team they beat is the Patriots, and they're horrible. Mm-hmm. So basically, against good, it's basically against good teams. They're zero and three when they can't turn this game into a shootout. But essentially, the same thing with the Bills, even though. Miami hasn't been um, in the limelight and the spotlight as much as the Bills, but it's the same thing with them. If you stop Tyreek Hill from bombs and you throw off that rhythm for um, Tua, because that's the thing, Tua never got in rhythm that game in no. Germany. Just never got in the rhythm, and that was it. Once the Bills, uh, I mean, once the Chiefs went up twenty-one nothing, it was over. Like they can just sit back, sit, and they sat back in too deep. They didn't let Tyreek Hill get um, ahead. They limited him only to um, 62 yards. So, yeah, just a great win by the Chiefs. He had a lot of, he had a good amount of drops and he had a costly fumble. He, Tyreek was trying way too hard against his former team. No, he was doing too The classification was, was doing too much. Yes, he was doing way too much. I'm like, dang, Tyreek Hill has dropped. That fumble was very costly. And just like you said, like once, once the Chiefs got up, I think it was 21 0, the Chiefs defense is, with Chris Jones uh, manning that helm, they're too good to give up that type of lead. No, even, like, even though they scored the 14, made it 14 21, it's just they weren't going to come back. I mean, their defense is way too good. And Kansas City, I mean, they're just, you know, traveling along at seven and two. Yeah. I mean, they're the other class of the AFC and they're proving again this year. I know the offense is not are, as flashy and explosive. Huh? Are they? A team in Baltimore I, would like to have a word. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, Baltimore. Lamar I Jackson. I, they, they make it a point but, when they play good teams to beat their ass. Hey. They gotta do it um Yeah, I mean Yeah, you're right, but history. The Chiefs are the class. Yeah, yeah that's man. true. The Ravens, the Ravens are right there, too. The Ravens are right there, too. But, hey, they got to do it. Lamar Jackson still got to stay healthy. That is, he still got to make true. it through. He still has to make it through this season. He still got to get to the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs. So the man still only has one playoff one. That is true. Very true. It's just when I've seen them play against the best teams, obviously, no Chris Jones and Scantley having the worst receiving day in history, Detroit beating Kansas opening night, but then when Detroit went to Baltimore, obviously it doesn't equate, but when Baltimore beat the hell out of Detroit and then beat the hell out of a, what they did to Seattle, which is a good Seattle team. Yeah, let's see. Also, don't suck. They're not in the same league of the same class as like Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, but that's still a good damn, 
but still a good football team that they absolutely destroyed. Before that ass whooping, the Seahawks were number one in the uh, NFC West. Before the ass whooping, yeah, they were. But I still don't think the Seahawks are better than the Forty. I don't either, but they they got a team too. It's just Baltimore is they're they're doing some things. Who was funny enough because I didn't even they are on the preview because they are playing in the AFC North battle with the Browns. And like oh, you, I got us! I got us! I, man, when it, it comes to picking these games. I picked the shit that I want to talk about, and that's going to be the, the big marquee games, damn it. I also like how everyone's gotten on the train of this podcast, because we've said it since, what, we, when the Bengals, what game did the Bengals win that they started coming back, that we were like, the AFC North's the best conference, now everyone else is trying to say it. I've been, I've been saying that, man. I know. I've been saying that shit. I, I know I've been saying it since last year. After I gave up on the AFC West last year, I've been saying that. Yeah, they. But I will say they won't get four in. They will. I think they could get three. They did get three just a couple of years ago, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, one of his last years, they got three in. So that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get get. Um, no, they won't get four. four in. They will not. One, Steelers, Steelers, or Browns are going to probably fall off. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, but the Browns are at the Ravens this week. Whew. Yeah, the Browns are um traveling to Baltimore this week. Ba- uh, Ravens are a six-point favorite. Ravens won the first matchup in week four, 28-3, and um, P.J. Walker wasn't even um, starting in that game, and neither was Deshaun Watson. The Ravens are 3-2 and two in the last five matchups with the Browns. The Ravens are first in the NFL in points allowed with 13.8, and Cleveland is... um. Third in points allowed with 17.4. Browns are third in the, oh no, Browns are first in the um, NFL, only giving up 145 passing yards a game. I have to look at the quarterbacks, and some of those quarterbacks were dog shit. I know that I had a lot of Ryan Tannehill only having like 97 yards against them, so I I probably need to check on that, but hey, the stats is that. The Ravens are second with 160 yards per game. Like I said, I probably should look at some of those quarterbacks, but. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is the defenses are both tough, both top five units, both going to get after each other, both going to hammer each other. Both of these teams are going to run the ball offensively. So they're about to say they're about the same there. Browns starting left tackle Jedrick Wills was placed on IR. He hurt himself against the Cardinals, so I'm a little worried about that. With the um from the Cleveland side. I think Cleveland will cover this game. I can't. I can't pick the one. I've been watching Deshaun Washington closely all season, and I don't see him getting right against the um, Ravens defense. And <laughs> I like the Ravens. Uh, I like the Ravens quarterback better, obviously. And I like their weapons. I like how their offense runs more. I, I was in Cleveland watching um, the Browns with real Browns fans and. The criticisms about Stefanski's play calling are hilarious. Oh, when's the screen coming? When's the double reverse coming? Oh, shout out to my guy, Kenny Kogan. That man is hilarious. But yes, I watched it with the real Cleveland fans, and they're not even really sold on their offense. So who am I to think so? The game's going to be low scoring. The game's going to be close. I think the Browns cover, but the Ravens are going to win this game. I don't think they're going to play with their food against the Browns, per se. This is going to be a tough game, though. From a betting perspective, would you then take the under? Oh, the unders have been fucking cashing all goddamn year. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. Unders have been the gift that keeps on giving. So I would say with this Ravens-Browns, in talking about like the elite teams, 
the Ravens are starting to do things at the elite team that you were talking about because Deshaun Watt, I mean, um, Lamar Jackson has not had these like Omega Lamar Jackson games and they're, they're, they're winning on that defense and he's doing yeah. what he needs to do. Like the, they're starting to transition to like, we could win these games with our defense and Lamar just playing normal. He hasn't had like a four rushing touch. None of that shit. It, they, they've been controlling games. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and then um, what was I about to say? I was, I was called blank, but yeah, the brave the Ravens are tough. They are, oh yeah, the the defense has been playing so good. Like statistically, some of these folks in the media, which like, and these media folks, they don't want to do it, but the numbers are saying that, like, yeah, these numbers are on par of that two thousand Ray Lewis um defense. So. Just the numbers. I I would not take that that defense. Uh, I will not take this um, 2023 defense over the one twenty three years ago. But the numbers are um, take it over lined the, up like that. I don't even what? know if I take it over the 2012 defense with like prime Terrell Suggs. Yeah, I, I just think we just don't know the names for real on this Ravens defense. But they've been playing good. And let's see, they had C.J. Stroud week one, Hobble Burrow week two, Minshew. Um, week three, DTR for the Browns in week. F- Pick it, um, Tannehill knocked Tannehill out. I believe yeah, he got knocked out in the Ravens game. Golf, Dobbs, and Geno. So that's the quarterbacks that we're um talking about that these defenses have faced. So we'll see. And then um the Browns, their quarterbacks were Howell Burrow week one. Kenny Pickett, who they fucking lost to. Oh, yeah, Monday um, night. That was a terrible one. Yeah. Tannehill. Um, the Browns defense had Lamar Jackson, but um, they got destroyed that game. and gave up 28 points that game. Brock Purdy. Minshew, who actually lit the Browns up. But yes, he did. He they, did. Um, they the lost Browns defense, a call. Yeah, but the Browns defense still won on that game. Yeah. Miles Garrett was doing some crazy shit that game. Mm-hmm. And then um the Brown the Browns lost to Geno. Mm-hmm. And then and then the Browns this weekend. I I can't remember who the fucking Cardinals started that game. I, I don't know his name. No. Yeah, they won twenty one to zero, twenty seven to zero the game, but okay. That'll be very that'll be a very interesting game. Obviously, now we're getting to almost every game of playoff contending teams changes the landscape of the playoffs. And this one I think is very, very, very interesting. Uh the 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, good um cross conference matchup. 49ers are going to um Jacksonville. Both of the teams were on bias um this past week. The um 49ers are four and two all time against the Jaguars. The mm-hmm. Jaguars are only about they ain't even 30 years old yet. The 49ers did add um our fellow OSU Buckeye, Chase Young, via trade over the trade deadline. Just a good defensive line getting better with that um young talented man who's been hurt a lot early in the season. The 49ers are currently on a three game losing streak and the Jaguars at the beginning of the year one and two, they're currently on a five game win streak. So like you said earlier, this team has quietly been winning a lot of football games under everyone's nose. We, we just don't care about them. Jacksonville, I suppose. And they have been winning games, and some of those wins have been against. Um, they beat the Bills in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
road win against the Saints, who I mean we're not that high on, but you know, road wins a road win in the NFL, and then a road win in um Pittsburgh, who has a tough defense, mm-hmm. and it was a shitty rainy game that game. Mm-hmm. So they they found way they're finding ways to win. I think the 49ers bounce back in this game, though. They got some reinforcements coming back off the bye. Trent Williams potentially coming back. Debo Samuel coming back. Big deal. I I just think that um the 49ers somehow pull off this game. I think Brock Purdy gets his shit together with his guys back, and the 49ers really can't lose this damn game. Like they it's almost must win territory for them. I mean, they can't you, you can't lose four straight games. Because then the whole narrative about you guys are about to change. So they have to win this game. So I'm going with the 49ers here. Yeah, it's a bigger game for them than it is. Jacksonville, because if you come off a bye week after losing three straight and then lose the game after a bye, the sky is falling. The sky is absolutely falling. You're 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 imploding as a football team, especially when you get those two key pieces on your offense back and adding Trace Ch- and adding Chase Young. And then the thing is, like adding defensive linemen like that, like it's like the NBA. It's like an NBA trade. That shit plug and play, baby. He going mm-hmm. he going to be playing. Yeah, he's going to be playing immediately. And kind of crazy how the second year in a row. Uh, the 49ers add a major piece. Last year, they got Christian McCaffrey. Now they got Chase Young. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be a one-year thing because it's, t- it's a rental, too, because um, they don't got to sign them. Chase Young going to be a free agent. You don't, yeah. don't got to sign them. They can use them for this one year. Like, hey, we need you to win this Super Bowl and also La Vista. So, yeah, because I don't think you can pay Bosa and him. No, and then the, all the other players. I, I'm going to pick the 49ers, too, just because they have to win this one. Because, again, four straight is bad. That's not. But then on the flip side, if Jacksonville beats the 49ers, they will no longer be under anyone's nose for the rest of the year. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, um... Yeah, they're um no actually the 49ers schedule, I believe, is what gets tough. There's one team I was looking at. Oh no, it's not it's not too bad, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a must win game for them. Must win game. I mean the 49ers still have to go the um they still have a date with um the at the Eagles, Baltimore. That might be two losses right there. <laughs> Seattle twice, so yeah, they they they'll it's definitely that. a must win game for them. Yeah, they'll split definitely the a must win game for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, once they once you get out of Jacksonville, like you said, Tampa, uh, Seattle twice, Philly, but then you have weak Arizona and Washington. So, which is kind of crazy how these are like the only last few games coming up, but they gotta win, no. man. Nah, what we gotta go back to the um to the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I wanted to talk about the Dolphins schedule because um they just took they just took this loss to the um because yeah they're currently not in the playoffs right now either because all three um AFC um North teams hold the um playoff spots. No, oh, actually, in the wait. Dolphin the Dolphins. Oh yeah, Dolphins parents. lead the division. The Dolphins division. lead the division. That's my bad. Yeah, they'll be leading the division. Certainly not the fucking Jets or the Bills. But um yeah the Dolphins um host the they host the Ravens next week which they should beat but um, should they the Ravens the Ravens are the Raiders 
The Raiders. I meant the Raiders. Oh, okay. they play the Raiders next week. <laughs> I they play the Raiders the next Ravens. week. I was like, Whoa. the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> but um, their last four games, the Dolphins' last four games of the season are the Jets' good defense, Cowboys, who probably won't win the division anymore. So they're going to be fighting for a spot at the Ravens, who who knows they're going to have everything punched up by then. And then um, weeks um, 18 against the Bills. So Miami needs to get some dubs again too they do shit i mean if you want to go i mean yeah they do and so do their counterpart the freaking buffalo bills but the um the dolphins do have a it's a cake schedule before those last four games let me see if i can um let me pull it up real quick because because you want to talk about that. Just looking at Buffalo, you talk about tough defense. Like you already said, they don't know which Denver's going to show up. Then you got Jets, Eagles, bye week, Chiefs, Dallas, Chargers. Man, that's tough. Even though I don't think the Chargers are really that good, but they, yeah, still, have ta- and, they still have talent. Yeah, and then after, um, after the Chiefs, the Dolphins have, they're hosting the Raiders at the Jets. At Washington, who they should win. Tennessee. I don't know. Tennessee might be able to do something with, with Levis now, your boy. They're and gonna then, lose um, they're gonna lose some some of those games because that's what they and, do. And then that four and then that four game stretch stretch that said that in the year, week fifteen uh, on um hosting Jets, hosting Cowboys, at Ravens, hosting Bills. At least they got most of those games at home, but right. those those teams are gonna be fighting for their lives, especially especially the damn Bills. Yeah, because if the AFC North stays the co- course, then only one team's getting in from the East, and that's the division winner. Yeah. So, all right. Justin, we got winners and losers. Who is your winner for the week? Oh, my winner CJ Stroud, baby. Actually, it is the combination of CJ Stroud and then, la- and then last week's would have been where we were on Will Levis. Because okay. the shit that these two got going into the draft was unbelievable. Will Levis, I understand his um criticisms, but CJ Stroud was just absolutely ridiculous. Some fucking test that said that he was a he was a dumb boy. Like Vindication. Vindication. Putting the stigma behind about these OSU quarterbacks, even though it was kinda of true until CJ Stroud came came up here. And then Will Levis, I mean, he absolutely came into that game against the Falcons and started going crazy. It was, it was, I couldn't believe it, <laughs> for being real. I could not believe that he just walked in and just started throwing bombs to the Andre Hawkins. It was actually insane. Yeah, Mayo's, man. I mean, uh, those are good picks. I Man, I really don't want to make this a quarterback award this week, but I'm going to have to. Because even though both their stuff is impressive, me personally, I think the most impressive thing was Joshua Dobbs. Oh my Dude, God, yes. Dude got traded on Halloween last Tuesday. Only had two days of practice. Didn't even know most of his teammates' names. Had to come in the game because the quarterback in front of him got hurt. And he scored three touchdowns. And won the game. And is keeping Minnesota in, in the hunt. They're 5-4. and four. Yeah. They're 5-4. They, they can get a wild card spot. So... That was I don't just think that's amazing. what I don't think that's what they want to do. I, I'm yeah. Minnesota. I would try to buy them out, but hey, if Josh, if Josh, if Josh Dobbs can get you there, then hey, keep rolling it. And 
now aerospace engineer, former volunteer, smart mm-hmm. man. He might be able to actually pick up the playbook and actually make some shit happen. They bring Justin Jefferson back. Who knows? Just crazy. Just crazy on what the thing. And then on just even though he didn't win that game, but just a shout out on the side of the, the CJ Stroud thing. Because before the CJ Stroud thing, Baker Mayfield let that team down there. Like they both had great games. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of felt bad for Baker Mayfield out of that because he <laughs> he he thought he had it. He yeah. really did. I mean, the Texas the Texas ain't have no kicker either. Like, well, that's why I hate prevent defense. That's just me. I will say that to the rest of the time because these quarterbacks are too good to just be sitting back there with and they have multiple timeouts. I mean, shit, the way um offense are playing now, shit, let them get down there. They can't fucking score in the red zone anyway. <laughs> Oh man, Justin, who's your loser then? Oh, it fucking pains me to say it's the Atlanta Falcons. The past two weeks have just been dreadful. <laughs> when I was in Cleveland, Arthur Smith basically blew my my man's parlay. I'm I'm sick of the Falcons. I I need them to get their shit together financially, but right now I I can't fuck with them right now. I I just can't. My nigga Desmond Ritter sucks. Heineke's in. Bijan Robinson don't get the ball too much. I don't understand what the fuck is going on in the world. I'm saying it again. When Chicago gets the number one pick and they're going to get Caleb, trade CJ to Atlanta. Trade uh, Justin Fields to Atlanta. Do it. Please. I'm telling you, that's the way. Arthur Smith might be a stiff, but you give him Justin Fields, BJ Robinson, and the Drake London and Pitts. He might be able to unlock something. He might not. He might get a brain at this point. Yeah, and to, and because of those two losses, now they are out of the playoffs, and the Saints are leading the AFC South. The NFC South, but mm-hmm. the Saints Saints are no fucking good either. Any nope. any one of those two teams can win, and then you still got Tampa too. Yeah, so man, so loser. This is coming from my college football side, where I'm hard on these coaches, but. This is one I've said is not a head coach and is finally done. Josh McDaniels. Um, He's the only man who I watched this season who I visibly watched and saw in like his decision. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You, are you not trying to win? I, I you saw saying, that video of Max Crosby in the locker room. Those things were so happy when they got rid of this man. And the fact that they, they beat him, even though it was the Giants, who cares? They still won a game right after he got released. And it's the fact that he's just not head coach. He's a great coordinator. He's not a head coach. And, and Man, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's only a good coordinator for Belichick. Or if you have Tom Brady. I, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even hire that man as my OC, but you know he's going to have a job in the NFL for the rest of his life being an OC, and that's just what he's going to sell into. And he's, he's going to get picked up. He's still going to make this money. Yeah. But he has no business being the head coach of the Raiders any longer. The players hated him. The fans hated him. The media hated him. I hated him. So get the fuck on out of here, Josh McDaniels. Goodbye. I still, I still don't even, like, like, the Raiders organization is just so stupid because, obviously, like, three weeks ago, they're like, well, we'll never get rid of Josh McDaniels. And then after that Monday night game, that debacle, they finally get rid of him and all that stuff. And the Raiders, Devontae Adams literally just quoted and saying, I came to the Raiders because I want to play my best friend, Derek Carr. What do you do? You get rid of Derek Carr. Now Devontae's like, why am I even here? I would have if I was him, I would have went full James Harden and put the fat suit on. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, Josh McDaniels, that's bad. But I mean, yeah, he has a job forever in the NFL. Or if he wants to do the, he has no time. The Nick Saban rehabilitation tour. Go down there, be offensive coordinator for Alabama. Everyone forgets you were shitty in the NFL, and then you go get a head coaching job somewhere. Man, those kids ain't about to fuck with him, man. They did. Hey, they did it for I, Bill O'Brien. They did it for Steve Carpesian. Lane, T- I can name the whole I, rehabilitation tour for Nick Saban. Oh, I know, I know that, but I'm saying like players don't fuck with Josh McDaniels. Like he's not the type of coach that you're gonna run through a wall for. Like mm-hmm. he just is not. And you, you gotta be a rah rah guy to be a college coach. So I, I don't think that's gonna work. That's true. And um, I just, yeah, he's the loser. Justin, now we're less than 100 days away from the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. We're we're halfway through the season now, officially. Crazy. With that being said, that is the um, L7C podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, the next time you will hear the football podcast, the NFL is the biggest NFL like week before the New Year, Thanksgiving week. So... Thanksgiving games and all that. We'll be talking about that. With that being said, LCMC Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.